Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to Soul Wizard on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to Soul Wizard. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 468 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I think maybe I'm a Ken. <laughs> Are you more of an Alan? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm an Alan. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Ray. And my energy is through the roof today. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network from Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> this week, as you can probably guess, we're going to be talking all about what is turning out to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, movie of the year. That's right, guys. Marco Robbie is... Barbie. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Aubrey Litchfield, we missed you last week. How are you? I'm exhausted. I uh, switched over to 50-hour work weeks, so I'm I'm exhausted. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's gonna be that way for a bit. So you know, just trucking along. Well, uh, God bless you. Um, <laughs> we, we're almost to September. That's the only thing I can say. We're trucking along. We're going to get there. It's only like six more weeks. <laughs> and then it's on to the next project. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're glad to have you back. Marcellus Reagans, how the hell are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. No big news. Nothing really exciting happened. Just a lot of uh, preparation for apparently the movie of the year. And uh, yeah, that's it. Nothing uh, nothing big that I've been doing this week. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I actually had quite an eventful weekend uh, for myself. Uh, my wife and I went away for the weekend. We went out near Boston to belatedly celebrate our 23rd wedding anniversary. And we went to a concert. We went to see <laughs> Brett Michaels, Night Ranger, and Starship. All right. So the question that everyone wants to know. Did Brett Michaels wear a straw cowboy hat? Not only did he wear a straw cowboy hat, they were selling them at the merch stand for $75. (laughs) That is disgusting. It wasn't like pre-worn or anything, but yeah. Um, $75. uh, Yeah. But I got to tell you guys, we had an absolute fucking blast. Starship or Jefferson Starship or whatever you want to call it. They only have one original member back, mm-hmm. and it's the it's the guy. So you know, like you see the video for uh, "We Built This City," and it's oh, Grace Slick and the guy. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's the guy. He's nice. this, he's still in the band. He's eighty four <laughs> years old, old. <laughs> that's and he's awesome. up there and he's singing and he's playing guitar. I was blown away. But they have the rest of the band is not the original band. 
they have some they have not grace slick in the band some woman that sounds just like her uh, nice. but i mean they were amazing you know what i'm saying like you know all the songs here's the thing with, with this concert right like so you could laugh at some of the bands that were playing or how lame it might seem or sound but you just gotta let it go man and just have fun like you know all these fucking songs like they played we built this city they played um nothing's gonna stop us now the love theme from mannequin <laughs> You know, they played Sarah. They played all their hits. They played some songs from the 60s. I don't like the 60s, so it is what it is. But, yeah, they played White Rabbit, like that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. Um, you know, and they were good. I was really surprised they were good. And then uh, Night Ranger. I, I love Night Ranger. Are you guys Night Ranger fans? No. Uh, no. I mean, I, I've listened to them, but I wouldn't say that I'm, like, a hardcore fan. Yeah. If you put a gun to my head right now, I couldn't name you one Night Ranger song. That's That makes me very sad, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, they, they played a whole set. They played a full hour set. Um, they did all the songs you want to hear that Mark doesn't know. Like, you can still rock in America nope. um, when you close your eyes. Nope. Um, nothing. Didn't they sing nope. Sister Christian? Yes. You know that song. Yeah, that's, Wait, I do know that song. song I can think of. <laughs> the only song I can think of by Night Ranger. <laughs> and, and what's even more amazing is that if you remember in the 90s, there was a super group called Damn Yankees. It was like a hair metal mm-hmm. super group. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. The name sounds familiar. It was uh, Tommy Shaw from Styx, uh, the guy from Night Ranger, and uh, Ted Nugent. Okay. Uh, anyway, so they played the two big hit <laughs> Damn Yankees songs, too. My wife loves that band. She was losing her mind. Um, and then, you know, Brett Michaels played and he played all poison songs, obviously. And he puts on a hell of a show and he had this guy who was in journey for like a year, right. <laughs> uh, came out and sang like journey hits. So he did like, don't stop believing, uh, separate ways, you know, but did he sound like either any Steve way you want it? He sounds just like Steve Perry. Okay. <laughs> oh, is it Steve Augury? Yes. <laughs> Not Steve Aubrey, but Steve Aubrey. But yeah. yeah, he seemed really taken aback by like how into it the crowd was. And he's happy. <laughs> and they had the lead singer of Sugar Ray was there for some reason. And he performed Sugar Ray songs. So. Uh, okay. So like three songs. Wait, 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 wait. How- he, did fl- he, did, he did Fly yes. and Every Morning. Oh, Jesus. And then he played like congas and like hung out on stage as like the hype man for Brett Michaels. Um. That's a, that's a good gig if you can get it. Um, can he sing? Like, could, could he ever sing? I don't know. I mean, I just was going for it. Jen was like, I don't like Sugar Ray. Fuck that band. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? We paid money to be here. I'm just going to go. I'm going with it. I know all the words of these fucking songs that you hear at the grocery store. <laughs> like, if you're of the right age, you know all the words of those songs. So whatever. I don't care. But yeah, Brett Michaels awesome. We've seen Poison a bunch of times. Uh, we actually saw him solo a few years ago. So we know no matter what, he puts on a good show. And we had really good seats, which was crazy. I just bought them the day they went on sale. I logged in. I think it was before they went on sale because I had like the Citibank MasterCard <laughs> pre-sale. Yeah. And they weren't expensive. Like Not like fucking like My Chemical Romance or Blink tickets. It was only 100 bucks each. And we were really close to the stage. It was awesome. So we had a really good time. Um, we ate at a really cool barbecue place we like down there. Then the next day, we went to Used Book Superstore. <laughs> okay. Which is like this giant used bookstore. It's like, it's not as big as like a Walmart, but like two Walgreens put together maybe. Okay. And it's just all used books. That's all it is. All used books. Jen dropped $200. Wow. There. 
we had to get a box to take out to the car because we had too much <laughs> stuff. So um, it was wild. I did get a couple things. So I got the first um, Expanse book that I wanted. I just didn't want to pay like $20 for it. And it was only like six bucks. And then randomly they had uh, tr- they had graphic novels and manga and they had a trade of the first, I want to say like eight issues of hardware from Milestone from back in the day. Nice. It was like $2. Oh. It was like $2. So I'm like, I'm fucking buying that. So yeah, I got that too. <laughs> nice, dude. That's a, that's a deal right there. Shit. Right. And then like right across the street from the hotel was a, I don't know how to describe it. It was like an open air shopping mall. Does that make sense? Like, like an outlet? Like, not, but like it wasn't an outlet. It was like super high end, like hoity toity stuff. Like there was a Whole Foods and a super Sephora and like all this expensive fucking shit there. Banana Republic. But you would just walk around. It was outside. It, it, people listening aren't even know what the fuck I'm talking about, but it was a lot like Patriot Place if you've ever been there. Just with super high class stores. Okay. <laughs> it was outdoors. But they had a legal seafood, had a like concept bar there called Legal Sea. With a C, not the S-E-A. And Jen wanted a lobster roll, like, really badly. So we went, and it was fucking expensive as fuck, but it was so good <laughs> because they – it's all fresh. Like, all the fish comes in, like, that day right. like <laughs> that they, they serve. So it was, like, top-tier shit. It was really good. And the next day, we just farted around and made our way home, and then I had to go to work today, which sucked. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> on, <clears throat> on, uh, on Sunday, we got home around noon. And I had to work Monday, so I didn't – like my wife has today, and as we record this, it's Monday. She has today off and Tuesday off. I don't. I had to go to work today. So when we got home Sunday, I had to immediately like get my shit unpacked, uh, throw a load of laundry in, and then go to the grocery store. Came home from the grocery store, grabbed Colin, and headed to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hashtag pod before life. <laughs> As a tight schedule, my friend. Yeah, got to get on my high horse and, and put that pod before life. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, that was, I had a crazy weekend. It was great. Um, unfortunately, I don't Jen, – Jen immediately was like, I want to go to more concerts like now. Um, but we don't have anything planned until uh, we go see Queen in the fall because that was really fucking expensive. So <laughs> um, we'll see. But, yeah, man, we had a blast. It was great. I'm happy. I do agree, though. I love going to concerts, and I wish we could go to more. It's just – you know, the combination of cost and like what is coming, you know, yeah. like, there's nothing coming up really. Like, what are we going to go see? God smack and stained. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then it, some of the, uh, some of the shows that are coming up are like cool, but like they don't have seating. I don't know. I'm way past the point in my life where I'm going to like a general admission, like punk rock show. I gotta be honest with you. I'm old. Sorry. Cause the, the night after we fucking, went to Brett Michaels. We were still down in that area. And in Boston, Goldfinger, Big D and the kids table and Spring Hill Jack were playing. Oh my God. That's, uh, most people won't have heard. <laughs> that's, that? that's you all day, dude. <laughs> I know. Goldfinger was a very popular, uh, ska punk band in the late nineties. Uh, Big D and the kids table, super popular, uh, regional band, I would say, uh, in the new England area. Uh, and Spring Hill Jack was from Connecticut. So they were all, kind of big when i was in high school and stuff and and i really wanted to go to that show but you know it was in boston no seats Mm -hmm. we were already tired Eh, it wasn't gonna happen also there was some kind of country western concert at at gillette stadium which is right in the area it's where the patriots play um and so the traffic any anywhere that you wanted to go near that stadium area, just a fucking nightmare. So we had to like plan what we were doing around not going anywhere near that area. 
I'm pretty sure 22 year old Joy is disappointed you didn't make it to the Spring Hill Jack concert. Um, he probably is, but you know what? Uh, he can suck it because I'm <laughs> fucking tired. <laughs> I'm sure he thought it was cool that I saw Night Ranger. So, <laughs> bro, the fucking drummer is 70 years old and he still plays the drums and he fucking sings like half the songs. Like, oh my god, I was like weeping when they were playing. When you close your eyes, I had no voice left at the end of that fucking concert. It was awesome, oh but you know, I think I've made myself lame and, and old, old to our <laughs> listeners enough. So. Enough about us. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell listeners where they can find more So Was Her Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWasHerPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long time, and I've been working on it for a while, okay? All right, guys. Before we get into the movie review, because, you know, people love when podcasts say it's about something and you just keep talking about other stuff and never talk. Yeah, that's what that's what I heard. People's, that's people's favorite thing I've heard. But um, we, we do need to address the elephant in the room, and that is that the writers and SAG Afro, which is all the actors, are currently on strike. Uh, we had a lot of back and forth and consternation over the weekend trying to figure out if we are allowed to still review movies. And as far as we can tell, the answer is yes. <laughs> Lucky for you listeners, the answer That's right. is yes. That's right. So obviously we fully support the writers and the actors on strike. We're not – they need to get paid exactly whatever they deserve and or more than that, and we fully support them. But, you know, the rules straight from the mouth of the union says that us as podcasters or reviewers, we, I don't I don't really consider myself a critic, but I guess here we are 400 and uh, whatever, 68 episodes in. I think we, we guess we could be considered uh, movie critics. We are not members of the union and we can review movies. We're not being we paid by the paid. studio. Yeah. Right. So the only things that we couldn't do would be if, for example, I don't know, WB called and said, Aubrey, we need you to uh, go to the premiere of Dune 2, colon, pound sand, and we're going to pay for you to go. 
and we'll put you up in a hotel and you just go to the premiere. Like we can't do, you can't do stuff like that, but just random schmoes like us that review movies and we pay out of our own pocket to go by all means we can continue. So here we are. Just want to get that out there. Obviously, you know, like I said, we support the, uh, the unions. We don't, we weren't looking to be scabs to review Barbie or, uh, whatever the fuck else is coming out. I'm not looking to be a scab to review blue beetle in a few weeks. Right. <laughs> like, um, we don't have to worry about it. So unless something changes as of right now, we're good. But if suddenly we start talking about comic books on the podcast or something, <laughs> you know, something went wrong. So yeah, I, I have to admit there was a split second in there. I mean, obviously we want to support all of the actors um, and the writers. We want them to get paid and we don't want Hollywood to screw them over because what they're up against is just some bullshit. Uh, but there was a small crack in there. There's a small moment in time where I'm like, Holy shit. Are we going to get a week off? <laughs> is this, Never. Hashtag one week off. <laughs> Never. Get off your high horse, Mark. Come up with something new. <laughs> would have reviewed board games. We would have found something. We would have found a way to keep the podcast going, even if that meant talking about music, something. We would have figured it out. Again, if that happened and then the strike lasted until like December, I don't know what the fuck we would have been doing. <laughs> we would have been, you would have been watching me and Aubrey arm wrestling on Twitch or something. I don't know. It would have been out of control. But regardless, now we just want to get that out of the way so people understand. You know, I know some other shows or people are deciding not to do reviews anymore for a while and it is what it is um you make your own decision and uh, in terms of uh, our content the only thing that's really going to be affected is our youtube because obviously actors can't do interviews about struck content so any interviews or anything we had planned or in the works with uh people who are promoting work from the studios we can't do until the strike is over so um, I guess that's going to hamper stuff like depending on how long it goes, like our wheel of time season two coverage we were supposed to do and some other stuff, but it is what it is, man. Oh, well, you know, but the reviews are here to stay. So now it's time to get into it. We're going to talk about Barbie currently on pace to be the biggest movie of the year. <laughs> Insane, insanely enough. And as always, we're going to start non-spoiler. You're going to get our impressions of the movie. You're going to hear a little bit about our trips to the movies. And then Mark Ellis will play the sound drop, delineating spoilers. So you'll know if you haven't seen it, at least what we thought. And you can go check it out and come back and hear what we thought a little more in depth as we spoil it after the drop. So to get started, Aubrey, your life is crazy. You're working ungodly amounts of hours. But you put that pod before life and you got out to see Barbie. How was you got off your high horse and you went to see Barbie? (laughs) How was your uh, how was <laughs> that's funny for me and a couple other people only. Um, you, you got, how was your trip to the movies to see Bart? It was all right. It was it was pretty uneventful. Um, we went to the fancy movie theater where they serve you food at your chair. They had a glittery pink like walkway uh, that they rolled out, and uh, yeah, it was about it. Nothing special. Uh, nobody to yell at in the movie theater. Nobody to argue with. No, fight. we sat in the twenty-one and up section, so oh. it was it was pretty luxurious. Nobody could really bother us. All right then. Well, thanks for the uninteresting story, um, <laughs> <laughs> Marcellus Reagans. What about you? Yeah, mine was somewhat uninteresting too. You know, this movie. We've been talking about this movie since like the trailer drop about going to see it, and I. Been, I think we've been talking about it before that. 
because it was supposed to be uh, what's her name was in the movie. I can't remember the actress's oh, name. Oh yeah, gross. Amy Amy Schumer was was supposed to be it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was like God, five years ago, I think. Yeah, we were talking about news. I remember. I don't know what episode it was, but we talked about it on the show. Yeah, so you know the the Barbie movie has been imminent, and you know it's always that fear of like. <laughs> Being a guy that goes to the box office and like one ticket for Barbie, please. Uh, it just feels weird, right? So I had this whole plan. I was just going to kidnap my friend's daughters uh, for you know, just for the movie. Um, you know, I'm like, I don't know if that plan <laughs> is better than just buying the ticket by yourself. <laughs> I'm going to go kidnap yeah, my friend's be- daughters. <laughs> well, let me, let me no rephrase that. Just look the other way. Let me rephrase that. I was going to give mommy a break for a couple hours while I take the uh, rum- rambunctious little girls to the movies. The trailer actually looked amazing, so uh, the mom actually decided to come. But I, I still had kind of had my heart set on watching this movie with the girls, just so I can kind of get their uh, opinion on it. You know, like fresh out the theater. Uh, so yeah, so I went. It was me and my girlfriend, my friend and her two daughters, and another friend of ours. So it was just girls and me. Uh, all of us were wearing pink, uh, except for my girlfriend, who was anti Barbie. So she was wearing all black, like full on black goth look. Uh, and I feel her in my soul. <laughs> yeah, I figured you would get a kick out of that, Arbery. Uh, and yeah, we went and you know, we got to the theater nice and early Saturday afternoon. And I get into the theater, and there's just one guy just sitting there by himself. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> that would have been me. <laughs> Joey, is that you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we uh, got there nice and early. Everybody got their snacks, and we sat down and enjoyed Barbie in. The the really fun thing about this movie is that as we're going into the theater, there's all of these people coming out of the theater and there's probably like 80% of the people wearing all pink. And it's like, okay, I know exactly what movie you're coming from. Uh, this feels like some kind of pop culture event. Uh, unlike the Minions, you know, guys dressed up in suits going to see the freaking Minions. This actually feels like a real thing. So, uh, yeah, it, it was fun. It was a fun time. All right. Well... You know, the theaters are having a moment right now, so you know, got to enjoy it while you can. Yeah, you know, like I said earlier, I, I got home from being away with my wife all weekend and immediately ran some errands and then jumped in the car to go see Barbie. Um, we had to leave early because my son wanted to go to the bookstore. He uh, needed a certain volume of a manga he's reading, and he wanted to make sure we, he got it, so we got there early. We went to the movies, we got our snacks, we sat down, um, and, and it's really, there's nothing extravagant to report, nothing exciting happened, it just, it was packed, the, the theater was nuts. It wasn't as crazy, the craziest I've seen it, and, you know, discounting, like, back in the day when th- going to the theater was so different than it is now, like, Mark, like, you know, the insanity of, like, Batman 1989. Yeah. <laughs> like, people are waiting outside on the sidewalk to get in, uh, discounting those days, um, I think the two craziest times I've seen the movie theater in a while were uh, Force Awakens and Avengers Endgame. Right. I think those were the two times the movie theater was an absolute zoo. Um, this was not close to that, but it was really busy. And, you know, unfortunately, the theater we were in didn't do anything special. So there were, they don't even have the uh, Barbie, like, take a picture in this Barbie box display. Aww. We were we were really hoping they would, but they didn't. Um, and, you know, we just went and sat down and... and we we ended up getting there a little early because, like I said, we had left early to go to the bookstore. So we got there a little early. We get to watch all of Newvie. So we got to see all the new Newvie content. Mark, did you happen to see any of the new Newvie content? 
Uh, you know what? I got in the theater as it was playing, and then I stated I, I figured I'd just go and go to the bathroom <laughs> just just to get it out of the way. So yeah, I all of the new newbie stuff I missed. Even but it was on when I got in there. Uh there's a lot of dolphin laughing in, in these new clips. And to the point where Colin was like, She's doing that on purpose. She's got there's it. There's no way that that's that's actually her laugh. I'm like, that's her laugh, dude. That's how she is, you know? I was like, Colin, imagine you met her and like you're, she's like smoking hot and you're like, oh, yeah, I want to date Maria Menounos. And she's like into you. And then like you tell a joke and she's like, <laughs> like, you got to think twice at that point. Like, I really want to get involved with this. But anyway, um, yeah, nothing really. The, just the theater was packed. I was really surprised at how many people were there for uh, 3.50 p.m. on a Sunday. So um, other than that, no one talked. Everybody laughed and watched the movie and were quiet. And then that was it. We went home. So sadly, guys, uh, sorry, listeners, but not too many exciting movie stories. But we do have something exciting to talk about, and that's how we felt about the movie. So Marcellus Reagan's non-spoiler, please tell the listeners what you think of Barbie. This was a really tough, tough time to think of what I thought about this movie, because I will say, you know, we obviously we do this show. We watch movies all the time. We go we have movie theater experiences multiple times throughout the year slash years of doing this podcast. Um, I have never seen a movie like this before, <laughs> so I couldn't really like compare it to anything. I couldn't really wrap my brain around it. Um, and based on that, you know, if you watch as many movies as we do, or at least as I do, and um, you see something that you've never seen before, it's like intriguing. There's something very enticing about that. So I really liked this movie, and the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. I started to write down some of the things that I liked about it, and it just kept going on and on and on and on and on. And I'm like, holy shit, there is something to this movie that's um, I can't quite put my finger on, but it's pretty much, I think it's pretty much amazing. Awesome. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, you are the target audience for this movie. <laughs> I'm the target audience, and I, uh, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> what? I liked the beginning of the movie, but then by the end, I was so fucking depressed. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I need to go home, and I need to take a nap, because I've come to the movies to avoid reality. And this movie was like, hey, you know how grippling life feels? <laughs> Here, watch it on TV. And it's like... You, you know how you have a bleak outlook uh, for your future? Have a movie about it. Oh, good. Wow. Okay. It's hard to really talk more about that without going into spoilers, but Aubrey did not like it. I, I was not expecting that. Yeah. Well, what did I think about it? I think that's uh, it's on both your guys' minds right now. Um, I absolutely fucking loved this movie. <laughs> okay. I loved this movie. I I thought it was absolutely hilarious at times. And I was surprised because a lot of the best jokes were not in the trailers. Yeah. So obviously this is the non-spoiler part. So I'm not going to spoil those things, but I would suggest if you haven't seen it yet, avoid spoilers at all costs because I was blindsided by some of the jokes I was not expecting. And I was legitimately crying. I was laughing at certain points in the movie. It was a really funny movie. Um, Aubrey's right though. It, 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 you know what it reminds me of, Mark? I know it's a good comparison to this movie. and something Aubrey should probably never watch. What's that? Um, uh, Evangelion. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's thin. That's a – I mean, that's, in, in some aspects, in, yes. You know what? Eva's a lot deeper, all right? So I'm not going to get crazy <laughs> like that. But 
the, just in terms of the bait and switch, right? So you think you're going to watch an awesome, fun show about teenage kids using robots to fight monsters, but it's really about crushing depression and loneliness. <laughs> right. <laughs> Barbie, you think, is going to be this wacky, funny movie. And it is funny, but it's also about, like, existential dread. <laughs> yes. So that that was kind of the vibe I felt from it. it was, was just like like it bait and switched you, but not in a bad way. Not where like you're like, oh man, this wasn't what the trailers sold it because it isn't what the trailers have sold it as. But it kind of is. But it it's more about a more heavy subject than you expect when you first get into it. As long as you don't know what you're getting into. So that that was my 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 takeaway from it, and uh, that was why I was like, I, obviously, I was going to love it at that point, right? <laughs> if it's like Evangelion, that's right up your alley, man. Only we could have got Margot Robbie dressed as Oscar. It would have been <laughs> best movie of the millennium. But uh, I'm not getting into it. But um, <laughs> and my son loved it. He said it's probably in his top five movies of all time. So. Wow. And he said for the same reason that it, it you, it's funny and you think it's going to be this stupid funny comedy but it's really just about how much life sucks <laughs> <laughs> so you know those are our uh non-spoiler impressions for you out there listeners um me and mark ellis both seem to love it aubrey not much of a fan so if you haven't seen it yet now's the time to bounce the rest of you stick around we're gonna drop the drop and it's time to spoil barbie uh i've got some spoilers one clear spoiler yeah, here's a spoiler you will die alone. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to start off with things that we liked about this movie. Aubrey Litchfield, you have the least opinion of this movie. So tell us some things that you like. All right. I do like um, Simu Liu. Uh, I think that he was really funny. And he didn't even have to try. I just laughed at him being there. And he was just like so enthusiastic. It was just really funny. I enjoyed Lizzo's song in the beginning. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. I did enjoy the little, like, the humor in it. There was some pieces of humor in it, and I did enjoy, for the most part, all of the pieces that were supposed to hit. They did hit. I enjoyed... Hmm. There wasn't really anything about the writing or the script that made me cringe like there wasn't anything that i was like oh man i really hate that line that sucks so i get i guess that's a plus because some of the movies we've been watching lately i've really hated the dialogue in the movies and i mean the cast is really good everybody did a really good job in their role except for america ferrara i i didn't like her but we'll get really? to that later right, yeah, yeah we'll she like. really pissed me off <laughs> wow but yeah i mean like the things that we're supposed to be funny. I mean, they, they did hit very well, so they did a good job with that. All right. Well, uh, Marcellus Reagans, it can only go up from here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as I was saying, I started writing down the things that I liked and it just went on and on. So I'll just like the, the main things that I really loved. This movie is about so many different things. And that was surprising to me. Uh, you know, it should be a commercial for Mattel. It should be a big toy commercial and it isn't that at all they it is kind of but not really uh i thought all of the performances were good as even america ferrera i thought she was really good uh, obviously well if you've seen the movie i think you can pretty much agree that ryan gosling almost steals the entire thing uh his 
Kid. Best supporting actor Oscar, here we dude, come, dude. It, it's one of those things where you know you say something like that and it sounds ridiculous, but it could, it might happen. It might happen. Think, think about that, Mark. Robert Downey Jr. was in fucking Marvel movies and like Doolittle and all this bullshit, and he finally gets a role in Oppenheimer that people are saying is like his best work in decades. He's gonna fucking lose to Ken. <laughs> He's gonna lose to a Ken doll. <laughs> but. but but Ryan Gosling is amazing, and he gets to do so many things in this movie—the singing and the dancing, all of that stuff. It you know took me back to his uh, Mickey Mouse Club days. So I'm like, look at this, look at this guy go. Uh, he was actually really funny. Um, I agree with you, Aubrey. I like Simu. I thought he was awesome in it too. I love the Lizzo commentary song, <laughs> especially the second time it came around uh, with the updated version. I thought was really cool. Uh, I love that they included the actual history of Barbie. Um, and he didn't shy away from the the fact that the creator actually got in trouble with the IRS. Like, that's something that I you would think if they make a movie like this, they're going to gloss over. Nope, they put it. They mentioned it twice actually. So I was like really surprised because I actually I have seen that story before. So I was surprised that they actually put it in this movie. I thought the Helen Mirren narration was actually pretty funny. You know, she has a couple of good lines like in the middle of the movie that I that kind of knocked me out. There's a, a part where they actually, I think it was right after the, the scene with the creator of Barbie. There's a part where they talk about mothers and daughters and they show this footage of uh, all, all these different footage, footage scenes of uh, different mothers and different daughters throughout the ages. And they play this Billie Eilish song underneath it. And, you know, joking about Ryan Gosling, but I am, I'm making my prediction right now. The year of our Lord, uh, 2023, Billie Eilish will win the Academy Award for Best Song um, for this movie. Bullshit. You, you don't think so? No, it should be it the better fucking be Ken peaches. song. No way. It should be Peaches. Wait, no you, way, you think it's no gonna, way, Aubrey. You peaches think it should be nominated, but it should be the fucking Ken song from this movie. <laughs> they, mm. Nope. Only once. Well, maybe both songs that get nominated. Billie Eilish is going to win this shit. I'm, I'm calling it right well, now. Billie Eilish has big ass titties, so Jesus. I'm not too upset. <laughs> that has nothing to do with her song. Are you sure you watched the Barbie movie? It has a lot to do. That's a lot to do with it. Oh my god. Did the Barbie movie teach you nothing? Never mind. We'll we'll move forward. Um <laughs> a couple of other things that I enjoyed. The use of pink all over the place I thought was really cool. The ambulance that actually opened up like the toy <laughs> I thought was really yes. funny. <laughs> Um, all of the discontinued dolls that they brought back, the the pregnant one and the uh, growing up skipper one, I, like all, all Magic of that stuff. Earring Ken, <laughs> Sugar Daddy Kid, like all of those those dolls that it, you watch it in a movie, you're like Jesus, but no, that actually really happened. Um, and if the I fucking th- pooping dog, dude, that is a hundred percent accurate. My daughter had that shit. <laughs> I remember the pooping dog. I also remember pregnant Midge. Yep. Oh, that was that was really funny. It's amazing that they found a way to squeeze all of that in there. Uh but yes, the movie that this you know, I've been thinking about it all weekend. The movie that this reminds me of the most is The Truman Show. Um because it feels like that type of uh, you know, a character that's in the middle of a world that they are not, you know, they think everything is one way and then the world is actually different and they have to figure out, you know, well how they're going to navigate now that they know how the real world works. Um so yeah, it's it's all of those things, and it's a comedy, and it's a musical, uh, and it's ridiculous, and it's a history lesson. It has like so many things in there, laughter, uh, tears, like all of it. So this movie is it's kind of astounding. Um, the things that I loved about it, I do want to watch it again. 
I'm not going to go back to the theaters to watch it. But uh, when it comes out on streaming, I'm definitely going to watch it again as soon as it's available. All right. Well, uh, like I said, I absolutely loved this movie. I thought it was fucking hilarious at times. Um, and we're in spoilers. So I can tell you the part that absolutely slayed me to where I was crying was Ken covering Matchbox, Matchbox 20. 20. Yes, dude. And the fact that he was doing like all of the vocal like inflections too. Yes. Amazing. Yes. And then I forget one of the other Kens is like, hey, do you want me to stare into your eyes for four and a half minutes while I sing this song? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dying. Dude, it was so funny. Uh, there was so, there was a lot of hilarious humor in this. And some of the stuff was subtle, especially like Mark said, like the uh, the Barbie hospital opens up like the toy. Um, Margot Robbie has a meltdown. But when she falls down, she can only move like the doll. <laughs> <laughs> so she can only sit straight up and then lay flat and roll like just that kind of shit with like killing me, dude. Uh, it, there was a lot of little subtle humorous things in this movie that just blew me away, um, whether that was that stuff or the uh, different discontinued dolls, like just so many little things in there that were just fucking hilarious, man. And uh, Ryan Gosling is amazing in it. Um Margot Robbie, I thought was really amazing in it. Not just because she's smoking hot, but like, like legitimately, I thought she was great in this. Simu Liu was really good. I loved their their battle at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, and and I just I I liked that. You know, you think like it's obviously it's a, a movie for women, right? And it's right. going to have a feminist bend to it, but it wasn't like. It wasn't in a bad way. You know what I mean? Like they showed, I don't want to say the other side because obviously the Kens were in the wrong, but they showed the other side. Like, why did that happen? Well, because Barbie was treating Ken like shit. Right. <laughs> and then at the end, she actually apologizes to him. Um, and, and to see people like losing their mind on like YouTube and stuff over the movie, like it's like you didn't fucking watch it because that's not, that's not the, the message of the movie. <laughs> like it, it, you know, it was, it had a message which was good. It was funny. It was well acted. The set design is amazing. I'm telling you guys, Ryan Gosling, Oscar for best supporting actor, best music song from a movie for fucking I'm just Ken. No way, man. This this has to happen. I feel like the nomination is the award, though, for this movie, unfortunately. But, you know, I, I agree. I agree. I, I will say the scene where he was like looking at all of the pictures of uh, Sylvester Stallone in the fur coat. <laughs> And then the next time you see him, he's wearing a fur coat. I'm like, this is amazing. And that lady asked him what time it was. And that was like validating to him. because Somebody <laughs> actually cared what he had to say about something. <laughs> oh, God. His job is beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And yeah, I mean, just so many funny parts in this movie. I don't want to like completely ruin them. Obviously, you're listening to this. It's spoiler anyway. But uh, man, I just I had a really good time. I thought it was really funny. Thought it had a great message. It's really well shot. It's really well written. Dua Lipa's in it for like 17 seconds. Yeah, everything I love. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was great. Um, so there has to be things you didn't like, though. So Aubrey, you didn't like this the least out of all of us, or the most out of all of us. So what did you not like about the movie? All right. So I I do agree with you guys that the, like the subtle jokes were really, really good. I, I enjoy the detail that they put into those subtle jokes and they did not go unnoticed. <laughs> the, the whole movie is about it. It's not about what 
people are thinking it's about and, and, and you go in there with this mindset that it's going to be a comedy and it is just like, it punches you right in the face with reality and the crippling depression that you feel about society and the inability to get ahead. And it's like, I feel this every day in my life. I don't want to go to watch a movie that's going to be like that because I, I just felt like garbage afterwards. I didn't already feel like garbage every day from the same issue. I don't want to feel like garbage watching a movie. And America Ferrara in this movie is really fucking annoying. And normally I, I liked her in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And I, I've liked her in a couple of other things. But her and Will Ferrell seem to play the same people all the time. And I'm over it. I'm over Will Ferrell every part of him wasn't funny to me. I'm over it. Like the last time I think I laughed at Will Ferrell was elf. And before that it was just Saturday night live. I haven't found him funny in a very long time. And America Ferrara is very much. So let me shove feminism down your throat. And like that I'm before we get all the hate mail and everything. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing to be a feminist in, in, that's not what I'm getting at. It's just um, she's too much with her message. And it's it it didn't it could have been done so much differently in the movie and so much more tactfully in the movie. And in the end, it just like how she's coming up with I like I, I thought that depression Barbie was really funny. But the fact that she like it took it went further where she was like, I'm gonna pitch this idea. It would have been funny if she was just drawing them. But then she's like, Here, let me actually think that this is a good idea and it'll sell. And then they go through this whole monologue at the end of the movie where she's like, What about ordinary Barbie? Who's a mom or not a mom? You know, she doesn't have to be. And we we go through that whole spiel and I'm over it. I don't give a shit. Like I I understand we we women bitch a lot on the internet about how we have we're we're uh, treated differently and and we're moms and we're you know I get it um, I don't want to see it in a movie when I see it all day long that's pretty much I'm gonna get so much shit for this <laughs> <laughs> I ain't touching this with a ten foot pole and uh, it's, yeah it's your opinion you can have it so it's okay you're allowed to have your opinion Aubrey. Yeah, I'm gonna get so much shit for it, but it, I don't feel like I'm conveying what I what I mean properly. It's just, yeah, I deal with this stuff all day long. The last thing I want to do is go to a movie that I think is gonna be something else, and it's like so in your face and down your throat the horrors of what you face every day that by the time you leave the movie, you're like, man. So what you're you're kind of saying is like you don't it's not that you disagree with the movie. It's just that you already deal with that stuff all the time. And you were hoping to see a funny Barbie movie, not have to deal with existential dread and how women are treated in society and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so it's not that you disagree with it and you're like, yeah, we should have a a, a kingdom. (laughs) Yeah, it's not that I don't see the message that it was making and it was a good message and I agree with with pieces of it but and I was not expecting that when I went to the movies and so I left feeling like garbage that makes me sad Aubrey it does make me sad but 
Okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, Mark, anything you didn't like about the movie? Well, first, I want to say, Aubrey, don't worry. No one is going to give you shit about this because I'm going to edit it all out because I'm a man and it's it's my (laughs) podcast. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you. Um, All right. So things that I didn't like about it. Mark's Mojo Dojo podcast. (laughs) That's going to be the name of it. (laughs) Uh, All right. So things I did like about it. Um, I wish the movie was not PG-13. I wish it was PG. I wish that, you know, they could still make this movie, but kind of slim back some of the PG-13 of it. Because watching it with like little girls, there was a couple of lines where I'm like, that's. It feels a little bit she uncomfortable. She went to the gynecologist at the end. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a dad, but you know, just I'm like, I'm, I just can't imagine like you know little girls watching this movie and you know the scene where Barbie's like, oh yeah, I don't have a vagina, he doesn't have a penis, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like earmuff putting my hands over the girl's ears, like hey. I mean, how old are they? That's besides the point. I'm talking about little kids in general, little kids who showed oh. up at the theater with their Barbie dolls in their hands. That's, I mean, it's a, it's a funny joke. I just wish that there was a more PG way to tell that joke. Um, and the joke at the end. Um, I wish there was a PG way to tell that joke, but that, you know, that's just me. I'm not a filmmaker, but that's just me. I did not like, I liked Will Ferrell. I did not like the Mattel scenes as much. I thought that chase through the Mattel office was wacky, but it went on a little too long. And I don't, I'm not sure what it really added to the film overall. So I kind of did not like that. Uh, when America Ferrer's daughter, Sasha, showed up as like this, you know, young girl who was like, you know, looking at Barbie, like, what the hell is this? As soon as I saw her, I'm like, hey, there's Aubrey. <laughs> I didn't know Aubrey was going to be in this movie. This is fantastic. Oh, Jesus. So they brought her in. And I don't think, I don't know if they gave her an, an, a character arc, but, you know, by the end of the movie... You know, she seemed to accept Barbie land and she's in pink and all of that stuff. And, you know, I'm not sure if I just missed her story or her arc, but it feels like there was a couple of scenes or one scene that got cut out that would have brought the mother and daughter a little bit closer. That, I don't know, maybe I missed it. Maybe I blinked. I don't know. But I feel like there's there's something missing in the daughter storyline. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I Like Pixar has a way of telling these stories, telling these big sweeping kind of stories that are that works on different levels but still keep the the essence of a fun family movie i wish this the barbie movie kind of did the same thing uh but that's you know that's just me all right um so what did i not like about it now i loved this movie don't get it twisted but there's a couple things i didn't like about this movie i really didn't like the message um of the movie because it was all about women um (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I thought the movie was a tiny bit long. I think it hits about two hours. And I 100% believe there's 15 minutes or more. 15 to 20 minutes in here you could have cut out and not missed at all. Um, I, I agree with you, Mark. I think the stuff with Mattel, with Will Ferrell, was just too much. It was too much. Um, I actually don't mind her going to their offices, not getting in the box, and them chasing her outside. But that's that should have been the end of Mattel. Right. We didn't need them going to Barbie land. We didn't need them journeying to Barbie land because at the end of the day, that didn't, it meant nothing. Like it was just Will Ferrell showed up to tell a couple jokes at the end of the movie. Any other character could have told some of those jokes or they could have been taken out and it just added to the runtime. There was literally no reason for anything with Mattel to continue once she escaped the building. 
it, it was just added to the runtime. Um, I liked that she met the creator of Barbie, but even that stuff was too long. Like, okay, you know, we, we get it. She talks and then she talks more and then the bar- creator of Barbie talks more and the creator of Bargate Barbie talks more. Um, it, it's like, okay, like, like that scene could have been had like minutes cut out of it and you wouldn't even have noticed it. Th- those were like the two main things. Um, another thing that kind of bothered me is the uh, script. I think the script's great, but it's also scattershot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, int- we introduced the idea that Barbie's got to go to the real world because a girl is playing with her that's sad, which is meaning she's using the Barbie as sad. And that's why the Barbie is being messed up in Barbie land. Right. When she gets to the real world, that's completely forgotten. Like, well, <laughs> like, OK, no, it, like it was it, it was tied to it wasn't a girl that was playing with Barbie. It was America Ferrera's character that was playing with her daughter's old Barbies and made her that way. But she really wasn't playing with them. She was just drawing pictures of them. But she, yeah, they, you you see her drawing the pictures, or they, they show her drawing the pictures, but there is a line later on in the movie where she said, I found your old dolls and I started to play with them. And that's where she kind of got the ideas to start sketching out the new ones. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt like like that. I thought that was going to be the story of the movie. And then about halfway through them in the real world, it becomes the movie is about Ken and the Kens. Right. Which is fine, because I thought that was hilarious. But you know, then we, we, I mean, then, then they try to come back around to it at the end. And it's almost like the momentum of that story idea is lost. God, God forbid for me to criticize Greta Gerwig writing a movie. Cause you know, she's a fucking superstar, but, uh, it, it just felt like it lost its way, but because what was happening was so entertaining, I didn't mind. <laughs> okay. That's fair. But uh, you know, if, if the rest of the movie hadn't been such high quality, or whether that's from just the actors or the visuals or whatever, I might have been like, well, wait, weren't we supposed to be <laughs> worrying about who's playing with Barbie and is depressed? But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- those are very, very nitpicky small things. I really did not have a lot I disliked about this movie. But I, like I said, I just think it was a little too long. And I do agree with you a little bit, Mark, uh, about the tone of the movie, I think with very, very slight alterations, this would be PG. Mm-hmm. Um, very slight. I don't think it would compromise the integrity of the story or the movie at all. I mean, you could just make very slight changes and have a PG rated movie. They didn't want to do that. That's fine. That's on them. Like I said, I love the movie, but yeah, I could understand, you know, if, if this was, you know, 18 years ago and Janine was five, I might feel a little different th- about it. Right. But- Every parent's different, though. You know, you make the decision what your child can handle. You know, I knew when Colin was like seven, we could handle John Wick. But <laughs> you know, um, I knew when Janine was like 12, we could handle Deadpool. You know, it just it, it, each parent has to make that decision. It's just as a parent, it's also your job to be informed about these things. There was a time where I would go to see movies. This God, this is a long time ago. The movies would come out on Thursday. Obviously, they still do. But they come out on Thursday. I'd go see it on Thursday. And then I would take Janine on the weekend after I determined if it was appropriate or not. So right. I, I was seeing movies twice a week. <laughs> the same movie. Um, and then after a while, you know, you get a little better at kind of predicting stuff. But yeah, I, I can I can see that. But for me, the most the most egregious things I didn't like was really just the length. Um, there was definitely 15 to 20 minutes that could have been cut out of there. We needed a lot less Will Ferrell. But Otherwise, I mean, man, that fucking Ken dance sequence on the beach. Holy shit, dude. Come on. <laughs> this movie is amazing. So I guess the only thing left to do is to give it a score. I'm terrified of Aubrey's score. We're going to score it on a scale of zero to five, with zero being the worst and five being the best. 
Aubrey, what do you got for Barbie? I'm going to give it a two. Jesus. Oh. Yeah, it, it was really good in the beginning, and it was funny. But by the end, I was so depressed. I was like, I never want to watch this movie again. Well, we know what you're getting you for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Markel is right. I'm going to give it a four, a strong four. It's If it was PG and not PG-13, and it had, as you mentioned, Joey, the, the through line of the sad girl that Barbie has to find. You know, if it had like a strong through line that I feel could be like the basis of the story and it kept the PG, this would easily be like a four and a half movie. But uh, because of my issues with it, I can only go as high as a four. All right. Um, dude, this is tough because I loved this movie. Oh, man. I'm going to go with a four and a half out of five. The things that are wrong with it are just, like I said earlier, just completely overwhelmed by the awesomeness of the stuff going on in the movie, the hilarity of the jokes. I just had a great time watching this movie, and it's gonna. We're, we'll be talking about this again towards the end of the year. I promise you that. Uh, I just don't know which list it's going to be on for some of us, but uh, <laughs> we'll, be, uh, we'll be talking about this again at the end of the year. I promise you. Um, this is a four and a half out of five. Avoid spoilers. Go see it in the theater. Have a blast. Just turn off your preconceived notions of... Uh, of what's cool and what's not, and just sit down and watch a fucking Barbie movie in the movie theater. But maybe we got it right, and maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? Uh, I've been watching a lot of anime lately. but Anime? Um, <laughs> Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? Um, and I'm actually going to recommend a phone game. Uh, I don't remember if I recommended it before, but I've been playing this. It's like a um, RPG style GPS game called Orna. Uh, you can build your own tower, citadel, um, houses, pretty much like your own town. But then when you go, you battle creatures around you and, and it's just like a turn based RPG. Uh, yeah, magic, weapons, equipment, a whole bunch of stuff. But it, it, I've been playing a lot of that. So Awesome. I watch a lot of porn on my phone. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> All right. Markellis Reagans, how about you? Uh, yeah, so I wanted to recommend a, a Kickstarter. Uh, there is a comic book called Defiant. It's a story that's been – they've been trying to get this off the ground for a while. They've been trying to make it a movie – uh, but the the rights owners have decided to launch a comic book first and kind of use that as a storyboard for the eventual movie. Uh, but the movie is about, or the, the comic book is about a gentleman named Robert Smalls. He was a enslaved harbor captain. Uh, I'm sorry, harbor pilot uh, during the height of the Civil War. He managed to steal a Confederate ship and sailed it past the naval blockade uh, to his freedom. Uh, and it's a true story, 100% true, uh, and they've been trying to make this into a movie forever. So with the Kickstarter launching, it's four books, uh, four single books or one graphic novel. There's different tiers you can sign up for. Uh, the link for it is on our Facebook page. If you go to Soul Wizard Podcast uh, on Facebook, you'll be able to see the link to it uh, and support it. You know, it's a it's a Legion M production. Uh, which, you know, they've, their track record is so-so, but I believe in this project, and I, I'm really excited that it's finally starting to move forward. So uh, it's called Defiant. 
Yeah, it's a really cool true story. You know, they were they've been talking about trying to make it a movie for a while, like you said, but uh looks like the Kickstarter's doing great. So yeah, jump on there and support and then we can get more content like this. Yes. Awesome. Well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam just dropped some cool unboxing videos, and we'll have lots of coverage from Rhode Island Anime Con. Anime is an important part of our culture. <laughs> Coming up, so get ready and subscribe to us on YouTube. And don't forget the Patreon. Like I said, you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. It's the only place to hear us discussing the news of the world of nerd like we used to all the time. Now we've moved it behind a paywall. So pay us, motherfucker, <laughs> if you want to hear us talk about the news from San Diego Comic-Con and more. What will I recommend? Uh, first of all, I suggest you jump on Prime Video. And uh, check out the single episode they released for Invincible. It's an Adam Eve prequel, hour-long prequel, one-shot episode from Invincible. Um, how everyone's favorite waifu uh, came to be as she was in the first season of Invincible. Uh, and they just announced the second season is coming out towards the end of the year. So we'll be covering that on the show. So definitely go check that out. And then head on out to the movies and check out the latest horror movie, Elevated Horror. From A24, talk to me, because that, my friends, is what we'll be talking about next week on the podcast. But that's going to do it for this week, episode number 468 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all Kenergy, Aubrey Litchfield. It's me. I'm depression, Barbie. I'm anxiety, Barbie. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. I am a Barbie girl in a Soul Wizard world. Uh, everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. All right, guys. We will see you next week for Talk to Me. You are a Kenuff. Good journey. You don't own me. We might change, yeah Yeah We just might feel good I don't